Hello and welcome to Facing Death and then Living Your Life podcast. We could say that many of us, if not all, have faced a form of death. Could be a physical threat or an emotional one. This podcast is about life, death, and what can happen in between. My name is Andrea Costa Duarte de Funk and I'm your host for this journey. A small disclaimer that I am not an expert. I'm just sharing my journey and what I have learned from my life so far. And finally, episode 4 is here. This podcasting journey, it has its ups and downs. And the last month and a half have been challenging, questioning some things about my life and my projects. But here we are again. And a quick recap of some of our previous episodes. If you haven't listened to them, that's okay. It has been just an initial introduction about what is facing death, then the realities of life and death. I talk about emotional resilience and how my breast cancer journey began. And now I would like for you to take a moment. Think about your personality for a minute. Are you a person that likes to have a plan? Know what you are going to do when you face any challenge? Or are you a person that is not easy for you to know what to do? that hopes that things will get done or resolved on their own or have someone fix things for you sometimes, all the time. Neither is wrong or bad because maybe it depends on the situation. What do you think you'll do if you are diagnosed with a disease or if you were told that you needed surgery to try to fix something in your body? If you already face any kind of diagnosis, what did you learn about yourself? Is there anything you would do different? When you start hearing the percentages of survival or success on your treatment, depending on what you do or don't do, how's your reaction? How do you feel usually? What do you do if you lose your job? Or what did you do in the past if you actually lost your job? Or are invalued in the job you're at? What would you like to do in your job? Do you feel trapped? What do you do when a relationship or friendship called it quits? What have you done in the past? And the reason why I'm asking these questions is because no matter the type of challenging news you face, there is always that next question. What can I do? How can I control the outcome? Basically, what is the game plan or plan of action? I value flexibility when I'm trying to have a plan of action in anything in my life knowing that life changes and plans sometimes fall apart. But if you leave room for flexibility, it helps when things change or you realize something needs to change because when you start living your life plan or make your plan of action happen, other possibilities might show up. And be aware that those possibilities are needed, that they aren't distractions to tempt you to keep changing your plan and not move forward. When I was diagnosed with breast cancer, the nurse practitioner who gave me my results, she had already did the search on which breast specialist, plastic surgeon, or oncologist I could use based on my health insurance. The plans of actions for treatment are for the most part straightforward when it comes to breast cancer, or at least that was my experience. It will be dictated by your results of the tests you have done. So in that chapter of my life, I followed what the doctors told me. I want to be able to make good action plans. 
and move towards them. We can always choose how we live our lives. And for a moment, think, how do you want to react when you are facing death and need to come up with a plan or plans like plan A, B, and Z for zebra? How do you want to continue to live the rest of your life? How do you want to continue living right now? Initially, my care team to treat my cancer was a breast specialist, oncologist, and a plastic surgeon. And like I said before, it was following the initial nurse's practitioner's recommendation. One thing I did before meeting any of them was to do a search online about the doctors that I was going to meet. And this might help you. Reading the reviews that you can find online, the good ones and the not so good ones. When you read the not positive ones, read it from a perspective that we get people's impressions different. What I might find enjoyable about one person, you might hate it. This way, when you go meet them, you are aware, but at the same time open to get a different impression. It was the breast specialist that told me the options I had for treatment based on the initial results. Since the initial results showed that my tumor was less than 5 centimeters, if I remember correctly, it was around 4 centimeters, that if I wanted to keep part of my breast and do a lumpectomy, I needed to have chemotherapy first to reduce the size. The other option was to do a mastectomy or a double mastectomy. I chose the double mastectomy because I was told that if I only removed one breast, that I needed to have mammograms every six months on the other breast. I read that some women get stressed to do the mammograms every six months. I remember a word when I had to choose. I thought of the word non-attachment. This could be because of my yoga teacher training. And I said to myself, I am not attached to my breasts. I want the tumor out of me as soon as possible. And I don't want to worry about getting it on the other side. I consider myself lucky that I was even given that option, as I'm aware that not everybody has that. The initial plan was to have a double mastectomy, then I could start taking a daily pill to block my estrogen since my cancer was receptive to that hormone. And there are other types of hormone that will detect a different treatment. And after healing, then it was do the plastic surgeon's plan to use expanders, to expand the skin to the desired size. And this was done during the process of three months. I think I was supposed to wait for a couple more months before doing the exchange surgery, where the surgeon was going to take out the expanders and put the breast implants then wait for around two months or less to do the nipple reconstruction surgery because in my case, they needed to be removed. That was plan A. I remember how I said before to have flexibility available in any plan you make. After the first surgery, it turns out that the results were not what we expected. The game plan changed and I needed to have a second surgery, chemotherapy and radiation after all. I also decided that I wanted to try to preserve some eggs. I needed an IVF treatment for egg preservation that needed to happen before I started chemotherapy. Life doesn't always work according to our plans. Life can be messy and our plans can change so drastically in one minute or less. Live a life with flexibility, with the hope that with anything that life throws your way, that you can still have options on what to do, on how to live. I cried when I got the results after the double mastectomy. 
telling me that I needed another surgery, chemotherapy, and radiation. I felt my ground tremble, losing control of our initial plan. When you create a plan and do an inventory on the things you have, perhaps a list of the things you need or people you need to contact, you analyze what is going to work and what things can be set aside. This is where, if you are facing a disease or if you are changing jobs or anything you're facing, you can look for a second opinion if you're not happy with your treatment plan or get someone else's advice who have been gone through a similar thing. In my case, I didn't look for a second opinion because I was very clear what I wanted to do. But when I was told I needed a second surgery, I was hesitant. The radiologist I needed to meet, chosen by my oncologist, explained it really well why I needed a second surgery. And this helps me to go into that surgery with more ease. But I just want to keep clarifying that we do have to understand that a different country might have different treatments or different ways to do stuff, to do things, or different ways to do things. Just take a chance to getting to know and trust your doctors. Maybe you want to include in your game plan a holistic approach. In my case, I included acupuncture, yoga, and meditation. And this was just a quick overview of my breast cancer treatment. Since I have planned to have separate episodes for your surgery and treatments, for the different phases of my treatment. At the end is what medical care will help you live the way you want to do? What job will help you live the way you want to? What people do you want around you that is going to help support the type of life that you want? Remember that you always have a choice. It might not be an obvious one or it might be one that might scare you a lot at the beginning and it is okay to say no to a treatment that is not right for you it is okay to let go of something that is not right for you i want to take the opportunity to talk about making a life plan or a treatment plan and i want to use a personal example to talk about making a life plan or recovery focus on something i face daily the fear of recurrence and what if the osteoporosis treatment I am right now, what if it doesn't work? If I can think of a plan with the awareness that I cannot control what is really going to happen, that it will help me on how this fear gets in the way, facing my fears as if I was facing death itself. There are many techniques that I can apply, and I found these two options. Option one is to create a vision that I found in an online article. And option two of the five ways or steps to design your life by Bill Burnett. The option one steps are perform a self-assessment, prioritize your life, identify your values, establish goals, and outline an action plan. Option two is using design thinking. And the five steps are be curious, try stuff, reframe problems, know it's a process, and ask for help. I'm going to repeat the steps of both again. Option one, the steps are perform a self-assessment, prioritize your life, identify your values, establish goals, and outline an action plan. 
and option two is using design thinking and the steps are be curious, try stuff, reframe problems, know it's a process and ask for help. For today, for this exercise, I am going to use option one to help me out. And if you want, you can also do the exercise. The option one of creating a vision. Perform a self-assessment. What do you need to value in your life right now? What is getting in your way? In my case, I have a fear of recurrence from cancer, a fear that the osteoporosis treatment is not going to work, a fear that I am running out of time because I might get cancer again and that will push my projects on the side. There are days that I am semi-focus, other days where I procrastinate, the what if I don't reach my current goals, I am suffering from analysis paralysis or paralysis by analysis, you might be familiar with that, where I am overanalyzing, overthinking my situation. We go from there to prioritize your life. The questions that I propose are, what do you want? What gives you meaning and joy? If you don't feel any of those things, maybe what makes you feel energized in your life? I remember very clearly that the only regret I had when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, I didn't regret not having kids in that moment of my life. It was the regret that I didn't push myself to become a professional artist. I always had this desire in me when I went to art museums or galleries and look at other artists' work, wishing I could do that. I want to paint. I want to make art. There was something very deep inside me that I felt I could do it, but I didn't believe in myself. Sometimes I still don't believe in myself. I regretted not being a full-time artist. So if I think of five things that I can name as priorities in my life are be a successful artist, know and feel that I am healthy physically and emotionally, continue cultivating my relationship with my husband and the life we want together, teaching yoga, and last but not least, this podcast. Can you think of your top five priorities? Even if you don't get five, can you think of at least one priority? Every now and then, I try to remember that regret and ask myself, what would I regret if for some reason I get diagnosed with cancer again? Doing this helps me when I feel very low battery. Try to propose a similar question in your case, in your scenario. The next step is identify your values. If you need a definition of values, here it is. Values are basic and fundamental beliefs that guide or motivate attitudes or actions. I think I read this online. I'm going to repeat the description again. The definition again, sorry. Values are basic and fundamental beliefs that guide or motivate attitudes or actions. Personal values are personal beliefs about right and wrong and may or may not be considered moral. I think that was part of the description. Personal values are personal beliefs about right and wrong and may or may not be considered moral. Today, the things I value are my peace, my family, personal growth, creativity, 
honesty, a spirit of adventure, positivity, optimism, and courage. Now, the next step is establish goals. What are your goals? Share in mind, they are, I don't want the fear of recurrence affect my priorities and overshadow the peace and optimism I seek in my life. And I want to make art every day. But I learned recently that this doesn't mean that I have to make art eight hours every day. Because if you push yourself too much, then you hurt yourself physically and then you're forced to take a break. So I'm still trying to balance what works for me because I haven't been able to make art eight hours <laughs> every day. Now, the last part is outlining an action plan. This is going to depend on your goals. And for me, this was challenging to come up with. Why? Because at the time of planning this episode, I was in a rut. I felt stuck. I have heard in the past that you can change this feeling by one simple decision, by moving towards something, by committing to something. It was simply not happening for me, especially because of the pandemic and where I live, quite a few restrictions are still in place. And whatever I decided to do, it had to be done mostly indoors. I knew that in order to calm my fear of recurrence, I needed to keep trying to take care of myself as best as I can. During my treatments, I already did all that I could to reduce my chances of recurrence. I have reduced the amount of alcohol I drink, and I have reduced the consumption of my sweets. And I love sweet stuff. Right now, I'm having an issue that even though I reduce alcohol and sweets and dairy, when I have them, I feel guilty. And that is something I'm working on. When I feel I'm overdoing it or doing too much of something, I go into break weeks where I avoid them. I'm not a person that likes going into diet either. I don't love doing exercise. But now, at this present moment, I understand the value of eating healthy and do any form of exercise or something to move your body, even if it's just walking, do something, doing something. I felt that I needed to have my own challenge, a 30-day challenge, for example. And I don't know if this is already out there, probably it is, but I thought about choosing a number of things I can do for 30 days, most of them doing it for 30 minutes. I can spread some of those terminos during the day. And right now, I'm really trying to remember about that flexibility. That if I chose, if I'm choosing a few things, there is a chance that some of them might not work during the way. But at least I hope that at the end of my 30-day challenge, that at least I stuck with one. Treating myself with kindness. And just to quickly share with you, this is my plan of action with my 30-day challenge hoping that it will help me with facing the fear of recurrence and that the osteoporosis treatment might not work. I'm going to walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes in the morning during the day. This is not in the order, basically, of how I'm actually doing them. I'm going to be doing 30 minutes of yoga, meditate either in silence or with a guided meditation for 30 minutes. So I can split it between 10, 15 minutes in the morning and maybe 15 minutes in the evening or in the afternoon, doing a second evening exercise for 30 minutes, read for 30 minutes, and this can also be split during the day. I'm reading 
uh, self-help books and I'm reading a novel as well. So I can split my time. I'm going to try one healthy recipe per week. And this is basically what it is. One of the things that I have added at the beginning because I started this on the 15th of this month is that I was going to change one negative sentence I'm telling myself and change it for an opposite, positive, more uplifting one. I was able to do a few, but one day I wasn't able to do it. So I'm like, you know, maybe this is not going to be good for the challenge, but I'm still working towards that. And it's a constant, just trying to remind myself to do the best that I can, taking action into accepting myself and enjoy my 30-day challenge. Just try to have a little bit of fun what I'm doing. If you haven't done something like this before and feel like you might want to, want to, maybe try just one thing that you enjoy doing or that perhaps you know you need to do and do it for 30 minutes every day for 30 days. You can create your own 30-day challenge. Why am I sharing these make plan options? When you get any diagnosis, especially a cancer-related one, because of all the appointments and exams, initially you feel that you have a plan, that you have some control in your life, and this, and this keeps your mind busy. But after you have finished treatment and surgeries, you are left alone. You still continue to see the oncologist, maybe, but not as often as before. Nothing is keeping your mind as busy as when you were doing the treatments or waiting for surgery. You can wait until you feel back to normal, but there is a pretty big chance that you won't feel normal as you were before, and it will be good to reassess your new situation and make a new different plan post-treatment. In a way, be prepared for three life plans. One, a plan while facing death. And I encourage you to make use of the five steps of be curious, try stuff, reframe problems, know it's a process and ask for help, especially if you feel overwhelmed. I suggest on focusing doing one thing per day. If you are not happy with the first doctors you get to see, be curious, reframe your issues, and meet with another doctor of your choosing, and if you can, ask for help. The second plan is a plan for after treatment or when you feel stuck in your life. Make a plan for when living life after things had settled down. Especially if you finish a treatment, you might feel without a sense of direction. The things that were occupying your mind aren't there anymore. And maybe you need new things to help you. And the third plan is maybe make a couple of plans at the same time. Maybe there is something that you, that you don't want to wait for and can do it while in treatment. For example, before being diagnosed with breast cancer, I had applied to do a master's degree online. Now, when I was diagnosed, it was scheduled to start after my first surgery. When I found out I needed chemotherapy and radiation, I didn't want to postpone it. I did ask for guidance from the school I was going to attend. They gave me the option to take breaks between classes and that helped a lot. And I mean that it was one class or one subject at a time. So each subject we were taking like for two months. So I could take one class, take a break, I mean one subject for two months, take a break and then take it again, take the next one after. 
Maybe you need to make plans that reshape your identity during your illness, surgery, treatment, or any hard time you're going through. I want to leave you with this final thought of mine. Life and death exist together. You can make many plans to live life and face death, and they will change. But all plans start with one simple step. Recognizing. Recognizing maybe the desire to do something. Recognizing that you need to change something in your life. What do you desire to do? I think that is it for this episode. If you want, share it if you think it can be useful to someone you know. I have created a Facebook page and an Instagram account. Just to remind you, the Facebook page, you can find it by just one word, facing death and living your life. Or in the Instagram account, facing death and living your life. Sending tranquility and health to the world. And especially you who took the time to listen, to be present. We'll be seeing each other on the next episode of Facing Death and then Living Your Life Podcast. To remind us to keep on living and hopefully transcending.